The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, this is Dan Dan, the Board Game Man, with this week's Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. Each episode, I'll give you a topic for the list, and I'll give you my picks for the top five games of that list. Today, I'm starting another two-pack of game companies. This week, I'm going to focus on Days of Wonder games. Days of Wonder uh, from BGG is described as... Days of Wonder publishes top-quality, family-oriented board games that are easy to learn and fun to play. Our name is derived from Sense of Wonder. We were all experienced as children when we first fell in love with playing games. I was founded in 2002, and it has a global presence with offices in U.S. and Europe and distribution in 25 countries. So Days of Wonder over the years has really kind of been known for putting out only one or two games a year, uh, and usually a lot of expansions, but they were always among the best family-weight games of the year with more depth than initially seen on the surface. So they were games that were easy to pick up and kind of heavier gamers still kind of played them a lot because there was a lot of replayability and a lot of depth to the games. And me personally, I've always loved just about everything Days of Wonder puts out. Nowadays, with them being under the Asmodee umbrella, you see them publish a little bit less titles than kind of been before, uh, but more so these days are seeming to put out a lot of expansions for their other games like Ticket to Ride. Uh, but nonetheless, their catalog is full of amazing games. Number five. Memoir 44. This came out in 2004. This is from Richard Borg. Now, this is for two-day players, typically uh, 30 to 60 minutes. Normally, it's like kind of a two-player game, but with all the expansions, it's kind of that's where they have the two-day from. So just kind of think of this as a two-player game. Uh, age is eight and up, and this is kind of a lighter to medium weight uh, kind of a war game. So this is what I kind of like to call war game for people who really don't ever want to play war games, mainly because it only takes 30 to 60 minutes to play these games. Now, this is based on Richard Borg's command and color system, which is a lot heavier of a war game system. Uh, now, as Richard Borg always said, by design, this game is not overly complex. The game mechanics, although simple, still require strategic card play, timely dice rolling, and aggressive yet flexible battle plan to achieve victory. I can't stress enough how I'm not really a war gamer, but man, Memoir 44 is awesome. And just kind of the way the card play and some of kind of the way the dice play is, it just makes it a lot of, a lot of fun. And there's so many expansions. I'm pretty sure there's somewhere in the area of like 15 to 20 expansions, even more add-ons. If you're somebody who likes minis, you can paint all the minis. A lot of these add-ons have minis. There's a lot of different rules. I think there's even a, a possibly a co-op one out there uh, that you can play against the game. I just can't remember if that's uh, actually a thing or not. If it's not, it really should be. So Days of Wonder, go ahead and do that. But anyway, that's Memoir 44. Something if you've never tried, you really should check that one out. Number four. Quadropolis. This is one of the newer ones on the list. This is from 2016. This is made by Francois Gandon. Now, this is kind of a city building game. You're making kind of your metropolis. Uh, you know, it. Uh, 
It's just a really chill family weight game. It plays for two to four players, 36 minutes. Again, that's kind of a sweet spot for the Days of Wonder games. They all play in like around an hour. And again, lighter to medium weight game. Uh, you're basically drafting tiles and putting them into your five by five grid of your city. Then you're going to be getting people. You're going to get other uh, little chits and tiles that you're going to be able to use uh, throughout the game. And there's a lot of different scoring. So different buildings have different scoring uh, you know, ways to score them. And kind of depending on what quadrant you're in, what type of building, what's around the buildings. Uh, this is really, really cool. There's kind of like even more of an advanced uh, variant in the game itself. Uh, there's also a other side of your boards to make it even a little bit more depth. But man... I can't stress how much great fun. I played this one with my family and with some lighter and newer gamers. It's very, very cool. The art is amazing. Uh, the art is by Cyril Dejean and Sabrina Miramont. Uh, and that is Quadropolis. Really, really solid. Uh, again, family weight game. We're going to say that about pretty much every one of these. But Quadropolis is my number four. Number three is Small World. Uh, I had a really hard time with these top five trying to figure out where everything should go. But number three is Small World. This came out in 2009. Two to five players plays, again, a little over an hour. Uh, ages eight and up and light to medium weight game. This is by Philippi Kayartz. Uh, this re-implemented Vinci and boy, did it ever work out really, really well. So in Small World, what you're going to do is you've got, again, a small world. So depending on a player count, you're going to have a map that's going to be different sizes. And there's different locations on a map. There's kind of mountains. There'll be swamps, there'll be fields, there'll be underworlds, there'll be all sorts of different things on this map, and they'll also have things adjacent to rivers or uh, a big lake and things like that. You're going to have different fantasy races and different unique special powers. In the beginning of the game, you kind of shuffle things up and you'll put a power next to a race, and you'll get how many people of that race you'll get and what their power is, and each race has their own power, and what in their power obviously it has a power, so you've got a good combination out there. And then You'll take your certain amount of chits and you'll put them out on the board. Now, each place on the board takes two of your chits to take it over if there's nothing on there, but it's two plus one for every piece of cardboard. So if there's uh, another player, if there's another piece on the board, your game starts off with kind of a in-decline, kind of uh, just, just a starting nation on there with just one chit. So one chit on top of a blank space takes three to take over. And you kind of space, either spread yourself out, then you'll get a certain amount of points. And depending on what your power is, you may get more points. And then as you kind of go on the next turn, You'll kind of pick up your guys and then you'll put, you'll leave every one in each one of your areas because you want to score points at the end of the round. And then you'll kind of go out conquering more. Now, over the game, which only plays about nine or 10 rounds, I think it's nine rounds, uh, depending on player count. Uh, each kind of round, you're going to have less and less guys to use and you're going to spread yourself out. So then you go in decline. And this is where the really cool thing of the game takes place. So then you kind of go in decline, you turn over everything, but you're still scoring points for that nation. And the next turn, you're going to get another combination. So you're only just going to have pieces on the board and then you're always going to have a new kind of combination. And what's really cool is seeing what these combos are. This also has about 10 to 15, God, even maybe even 20 different expansions, plus another big box expansion called Small World Underground also is excellent. So all these different expansions add more races, more powers. Uh, there were community-driven ones. So good. This game is great because just the combinations you can make. Uh, as a matter of fact, last week I played this with my family and my son beat the snot out of the rest of us just with a really good combination of peace-loving skeletons, which really sounds real, really weird. But hey, it worked out and he won. Game is so good. Great family game. Cannot stress how much uh, Small World is. There's a really good app for it. So if you want to check that out, I think it's just on the iPad uh, or might even be uh, the Small World 2 might be on the phones now because it was just a little bit too much for phones, I think, so that it was on iPad. But check that one out. If you really like kind of app games, check out the Small World 2 app. 
Number two is Five Tribes. Now, this is by Bruno Cathala. Came out in 2014. Two to four players. This one's a little bit more complex than some of the other ones, but the main mechanism of the game is kind of easy. Now, in Five Tribes, you've used this kind of this Moncala uh, kind of mechanism where you're going to pick up all the meeples in one area and then distribute them one-to-one on other areas and where you land and what color meeple you put there, and depending on how many of that same color are on your spot, that's going to determine what action you do. So throughout the game, you're going to be picking up those. So when you put that last one down, you're going to pick up all those colors and you're going to get things like uh, different resources, other player people to work for you, genie and which are going to give you powers, uh, all sorts of great things. Or there's just kind of, you're going to be putting down camels or kind of putting your, uh, you have these other different uh, pieces that you're going to put out there for ownership of different tiles. And then depending on where those are and what tiles are on the board, you'll get more points there. Got some really, really good depth to it. A couple of expansions to it, but this is a really solid game. Like I said a little heavier, but once you learn it, or once you play it for one time, uh, it's a really, really good game. It does play two players. I find that kind of the weird bidding to for player order is a little bit wonky with two players, but it still kind of works because uh, it almost seems like you're always going like two at a time and then another two at a time, depending on how it goes. You know, you may have like four turns in a row because of the way the bidding goes, which is kind of a little wonky to, to, to play in two player. But this is a really good three to four player game. It does have a little bit of uh, AP prone analysis paralysis where... Uh, you're kind of looking at it, almost has this chess feel when you're looking at the board, you're trying to figure out to really maximize what your turn is going to be. And then towards the end, it slows down because there's only a certain amount of turn, you know, certain amount of things you can do because there's meeples are disappearing off the board and you may not have like valid play. And then there's all of a sudden a point in the game where you just can't go and that's kind of the end of the game. But Five Tribes, really, really, really solid game. And I think a lot of people will like the, you know, the added depth to it as well. And I really like the genie because I love having player powers and, and having different powers that you're going to use throughout the game is kind of one of those really cool things for, for a game for me. That is Five Tribes, my number two. And was there any question what the number one Days of Wonder game is? Be honest, it's Ticket to Ride. Came out in 2004, Spiel des Jahres winner, two to five players, plays in 30 to 60 minutes. The ultimate family game. This is kind of the ultimate gateway game right now in the world. You can buy it pretty much everywhere. And now, like when people say, oh, you mean like Monopoly? Now, nobody really says anymore. A lot of times people will say, oh, like Ticket to Ride or Catan. So Ticket to Ride, amazing game. Again, it's got a million different expansions. There's a lot of big board expansions, base games where they have like... uh uh, you have Europe uh, and other ones. They have a lot of different just map collections themselves. There's like seven or eight just flat map collections. There's other expansions where they have a dice expansion, which uh, it's not really that good. There's Alvin and Dexter, which is kind of a monster expansion. Uh, there's other, like I said, card games, standalone games, just really, really good. Tickets to ride. Basically, in the game, you're going to be drafting cards, and then you're going to be putting out your uh, trains on the board, and you're going to be securing routes uh, depending on how many uh, train cars that you play and you're going to try to get different routes from different cities because you'll have these cars that have destination cards on it where you're trying to build let's just say new york to san francisco really long uh and at the end of the game you may get extra points for all the different routes that you have and you also may get some points for having the longest train and depending on which version you use uh you may have some other little things at the end of the game for scoring points this is great uh try to if you own base ticket to ride get the 1812 i think it's 1812 expansion is what it's called that has kind of bigger cards because regular ticket to ride has small cards so definitely pick up that little small expansion 
uh, just so you can get the uh, extra bigger, you know, a little bit of bigger cards and a few more routes. But Tickets to Ride, just an absolute fantastic family game. If you don't own it yet, go out and pick yourself, pick it up. You'll have, uh, you can get a lot of non-gamers in uh, into this, into the hobby or into just playing games because it's so light. This is kind of one of those great family gathering games or great holiday games just because it is so chill and play. But it really can get cut through it because if you have somebody that you play with that just goes out there and be like, oh, you must be going so-and-so to so-and-so. So I'm just going to block you there. So it can get a little cutthroat. You know, you usually have kind of a house rule of, hey, let's just just no blocking, you know, try not to do that. But everybody plays in their own way, but it's still a pretty good game, but you can have a little bit of that kind of craziness to it. So there you have it, the top five Days of Wonder games. Number five, Memoir 44. Number four, Quadropolis. Number three, Small World and Small World Underground. Number two, Five Tribes, and number one, Ticket to Ride. Hey, thanks for joining me this week on Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. If you've got any questions, please tell me what Days of Wonder games you love. Go ahead and tweet it at me, at GeekJockBlog, or just comment on this episode on Majorspoilers.com, or go to the site for tons of great podcasts and content by Steven and the rest of the Major Spoilers crew. I'm Dan Dan, the Board Game Man, and like I said, you can find me at GeekJockBlog or on the Geek All-Stars podcast, or as a contributor at TMSPM, where I do a board game segment with Scott and Brian. I'll be back soon with some more board game top five goodness, but until then, hey, grab a new game and have some fun with family and friends. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.